I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. This, in a way, gives us the answer to our question. You can change your personality. You can change your personality above all by recognizing that you are a part of a higher reality. And the more we learn to relate to that reality, the more we find our strength coming from the Lord, the more we find also guidance, inspiration, ways of self-expression, all of these things. We can change our personalities. We need to understand, however, that there is some basis there that won't change. If we want to change ourselves, we have to do so in or approach the, the, the effort in a realistic manner. I remember when I was writing my autobiography, The Path, and writing about my childhood and reliving it in my mind because I was having to describe it and looking at photographs of myself at the age of four, let's say, or even as a baby and then older, looking into those eyes in the photographs and realizing I was the same old fellow there's something that hasn't changed. The inner consciousness that looks out upon the world is basically the same, and it's the same with every one of us. But how, <clears throat> how we react, how we project that inner self, this will change according to circumstances, influences, uh, the habits we develop, and so on. The first thing we need to do is work with ourselves as we are. Because one thing that I've found many people try to do when they try to change themselves, change their personalities, is assume a personality that's totally different. What we need to understand is that there is no personality trait that is either good or bad in itself. Each one has its, let's say, higher and lower octaves. The higher octave of... Uh, a person who seems to be showing negative traits will be their opposite positive traits. You can't, there isn't any quality that you can't turn around and make uh, into something beautiful, something radiant. And don't ha you don't have to do it in the way that other people do. You see, we always tend to look at how other people do things well and then think that we need to imitate that. I've always thought in terms of the saints of all religions in this respect that each one of them, in a sense, is unique. Because each one expresses God, yes, but God is infinite. And God can be expressed by one in, in uh, complete seclusion, by another in intense activity, by one with great, almost backslapping humor, by another very sternly, very severely. One will be very overt and extroverted. Another one will be very introverted in his expression. One will be much more inclined to express things in a reasonable way. Another one will be more inclined to express them in a heart way and uh, be more responsive to inspirations of devotion and love. Another one will be more interested in doing things, building things um, for God. But each one will be different, and I find a great deal more variety 
among any given number of saints than I do among any given number of ordinary people. Because the trouble with people is that to a large extent they borrow their personalities, their attitudes, their opinions from one another. So that if an idea gains currency in the country in a particular year, suddenly you find everybody thinking the same way, talking the same way. They all are, are uh, manifesting the same basic uh, opinion, reaction, or even per personality quality. And you notice people, let's say, coming out of a movie. The best example is sometimes you'll see people coming out of a Western movie and they're walking with a sort of a rolling gait as if they were John Wayne or uh, Clint Eastwood or something. Where the truth is that uh, we, in this great movie of light, of life, very often will take our mannerisms and qualities from one another and think that they're real, not just the momentary influence of a movie, but the lo more long-lasting influence of the movie of light, life. I'll never forget uh, a funny scene that took place. This was, uh, oh, many years ago, and there, uh, in the place where I was living, children would come to school and cross the tennis court on the property that we were in before going on to the school. And so we would see them walking. And I remember this one time, there was a little uh, boy about six and a little girl about the same age. And he'd obviously been seeing some tough guy movie. He was behind the girl and he called out, Come here! I'm not going to come back with a Johnny like this. I said, Come here! <laughs> it seemed so funny when you saw a little six-year-old piping these big tough words. But he started young, and by the time he was 20, he was probably already a real all-rounded tough guy if he kept going in that direction, which is at least possible. The thing is that we, to a large extent, take on the influences of the people around us so that you can pretty well tell, for example, what country a person comes from. Because if he was born, if this person was born in a French family in France, he will have one attitude. If he was born in a uh, family in Bengal, he'll have another. If he was born in America, he'll have still another. And each one somehow gets the opinion as he grows up that this is the way to be. A friend of mine was teaching English to a Frenchman. And I think the, 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 uh, it's an interesting thing about languages. For instance, the Romance languages have masculine and feminine, where we don't have masculine and feminine cases. It's a table. Whereas in French, la table, it's feminine. And uh, as a result, you pretty well no have to know what you're going to say before you begin a sentence and commit yourself to that line of direction because already from the beginning, you've got to get your cases straight, your masculine, feminine, etc. And German even adds a neuter onto that. And therefore, I've often thought that English is a much more intuitive language. You can change course in midstream. You can set out starting a sentence thinking to use one word and then suddenly find that you want to change and use another word and it doesn't matter. No one will know the difference. Where in France or in French, in Italian, in German, in Spanish, in many, many languages, you've got to go back to the beginning, start your sentence all over and then go on. So this English friend of mine was trying to teach a Frenchman um, uh, English and she was explaining that uh, 
you don't say it in English the way you do in French. Well, of course you have to. No, you don't. The, the, the way in English is to put it in this way. Well, that's ridiculous. It's impossible. He was so fixed in this idea. Now, I don't know if that's uh, the fault of being French or if it's simply uh, the nature that he had. But uh, certainly both are possible. The point is that many, many people find themselves boxed into being so much male, female, French, American, German, Italian, uh, etc. They're so boxed into that that they assume with absolute certainty that this is the right way to think and to be. Now, some of these ways of thinking and being are great. And there's no harm. You've got to commit yourself to something. So if you're uh, an artist, you can't perhaps be a businessman. If you're a businessman, you can't be an artist. And no one really is wise to say that one is more important than the other. Everything is an expression of what we have to be, what we have to do in this life to fulfill ourselves, what we have to do to express ourselves, and so on. But to, uh, on the other side of it, we have to say that certain kinds of behavior are definitely not good. Why? Because they aren't good for us. Why aren't they good for us? Because they don't give us what we want. They don't give us happiness. Selfishness, for example. You, you, you can't be happy if you're selfish. Meanness. How can you have any happiness if you're mean to other people? How can you uh, have love from others if you don't love them? There are many things in behavior which we, if, we're, if we stand back enough to be able to observe ourselves and compare ourselves with others and see whether they're finding what they're looking for in life, we find that some are and some aren't. And if we ask ourselves why are they and why aren't they, we begin to see that there are certain things that they do that give them fulfillment and other things that deny them that fulfillment. If our observation of the world in which we live has brought us to this point, then we surely will have reached the point where we decide that there are some things in us that we don't like. That's not the normal human attitude, is it? Usually people will say if there's something they don't like, the fault is in everybody else. Uh, the reason I'm this way is because you're this way. Uh, somebody will accuse them or criticize them or make a helpful suggestion or whatever, and they'll say, oh yeah, well you're another. But when you've reached the point where you come to realize that uh, you're the source of your happiness or unhappiness, and there are things in you that would be worth changing, then the question comes, how do you change? It's possible to change, but how? In other words, the basic qualities we have are ours. But how we express those qualities, whether our way is more to initiate things, whether our way is more to keep the energy going, whether the, uh, our way is more to uh, sort of think in terms of home and hearth, whether our way is more to be out in public doing things for the world, whether our way is to be more intellectual, whether our way is to see balance and harmony in life and so on. These are sort of basic qualities that people have and manifest in different ways, which gives us the wide variety in the total human spectrum. Now, we've got to think in terms of what our nature is and how we can translate whatever influences or suggestions we perceive or receive from the world around us, how we can translate that into our terms so that we can change in a way that's meaningful for us. A person who is naturally introverted 
will be told by all his backslapping associates, perhaps, that he ought to be more extroverted, but it may be his nature to be introverted. He may find himself like a fish out of water if he tries to develop this uh, same attitude as other people around him have, whereas he may find great fulfillment in reading more, in communing more with nature and so on. It isn't being extroverted or introverted or any of these things that it make you either happy or unhappy. These are just factors of, of human personality, of human existence. But how we direct those things, whether we direct them selfishly or unselfishly, um, in an unbalanced way or in, an, in a balanced way, whether we develop them in such a way as to create disharmony among all the people we meet or in such a way as to expand any harmony we feel to include others, to make other people feel more harmonious and so on too. These are the things that determine whether we're going to find the happiness and the peace of mind that we want. Now we can change our personality for the better, and this depends on a number of factors. And the first one is that very suggestion implied in the song that I sang, lift, I will lift up mine eyes unto the Lord. When you lift up your eyes, you know, in ecstasy, the saints lift their eyes automatically. That's why they're depicted with their eyes up, because this is the seat of ecstasy. This is where the, it's the seat of concentration. It's where the energy becomes drawn to a point. That's why when you concentrate deeply, you tend to knit your eyebrows. Well, lifting up your eyes to the Lord, this is what ha should happen in prayer, that when you pray, look upward, not because you think of God being up in the clouds, you can do that or not as you choose, but because bringing your consciousness here will raise your consciousness. Now there's the next thing, and a very practical thing it is. You know, in all religions, we've heard the expression of heaven being up above and hell as being down below. Well, in reality, I should say in physical reality, that is not a justifiable belief. What's up for us is down for people on the other side of the world. Um, it, it, it isn't as if by using telescopes we suddenly can see angels up there. The stronger the telescope, the fewer the angels, you might say, because it gives us more and more a vision of things as they really are in this physical world. But the other side of it is that always when our consciousness rises, we feel heavenly, we feel better. That's why we say, I feel uplifted today. I feel high, or I feel downcast, depressed, low. I feel like soaring. I feel uh, as if I were in the valleys, and so on. All poetry, all religion even uses this kind of symbology. Well, the truth of it is, the more you can lift your consciousness upward, that's why I say concentrate here. Meditate every day and try to bring your mind into attunement with the Lord. Bring your spirit into attunement with God. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my strength. My strength cometh from the Lord. If we understand that our strength, our inspiration, all that is good in us and that can be good for us comes from this higher source, then if we will lift our consciousness up toward that, we will find in fact, our consciousness changing. If you feel too drawn to 
moods, depression, jealousy, anger, irritability, cynicism, all the negative qualities that we find so rampant, so rife in this world. If you can lift your mind above the level where those things exist, you'll find that they no longer exist because the thoughts that you have depend upon the level of consciousness on which you live. If your mind is down here, your spirit will be down here too. If your mind is up here, your spirit will be up here. So meditate and bring your consciousness into attunement with the inspiration within. And more and more draw your personality into attunement with the strength that comes from the Lord, with the peace that comes from the Lord, with his love, with his joy. Saints are not the way they are just because they were born that way. You were made this way by the Lord. You can't make yourself this way on your own. But the more you hold yourself up in attunement with him and ask him to inspire and guide you, the more you will see that it's easy to change. You'll be able to look at your mind and see, well, I don't like that personality trait. I'm going to get rid of it. You see, you detach yourself from it. As long as you're identified with something, it's very hard to change that thing. But when you can withdraw from it enough to see that it's not you, then it's very easy to work on it and manipulate your own personality in such a way as to develop good qualities as opposed to bad. Now, one thing that you can do also to help change your personality is devote your energy to doing things that will develop opposite traits to those that you don't like. You see, you can't change just by reasoning your way out of a, a predicament. This is the problem with psychiatry, that it, if it only gives you an awareness of the problem, that isn't enough. You can see that you need to change, but that doesn't necessarily change you. You can rationalize yourself all around the globe, and it won't necessarily make you any different. Because change comes by living. Change comes by changing your level of consciousness. It doesn't come just by reasonably saying, yes, yes, I understand. So it's true that you need to be able to face yourself as you are and not create a smokescreen of uh, false ideas about yourself, of illusions. But beyond that, do those things that will develop in you the qualities that you want. Instead, for example, of deciding that I really ought to be more generous, get out there and give things to people. Instead of saying, well, I should be more, more energetic, get out there and do things that make you energetic. Don't wait for energy to come. Don't wait for any of these qualities to come just because you've analyzed yourself into believing it necessary. Don't be an armchair devotee or philosopher, but get out there and do the things that will develop the concentration, the willpower, the generosity, the expansive of aware, expansiveness of awareness, the, the inclusion of others in your love, and so on and so on. You can change your personality if you will uplift your consciousness and do it in a practical way by extending, uh, expressing yourself outwardly in the realm of action. But the day will come, must come sooner or later, because you're a child of God when you won't even recognize yourself as the person you are today. 
so convinced that this is who you are. You are not this. You are a child of perfection. You are a child of God. <laughs>